You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author, filmmaker, and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actor, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about our favorite books of 2019. It's finally time. It's the last episode of the year. It really is. And now you're going to know what our favorite books were. So we're very excited to talk about that and celebrate the end of 2019. But what are you reading, Bria? I have been reading this book, and this may have been on my... The problem is, like, I try to do this thing where I'm like, I got to read all these 2019 books. I was doing the same thing. So I'm reading two books right now, and both of them are really great, but um, I didn't finish them. So, Um, But I'm reading past guests of the show's book, Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs? (gasps) Uh, Big Questions from Tiny Mortals. Uh, About Death by Caitlin Doty. Yeah, by Caitlin Doty. How is it? Friend of the show, one of our first guests on the show. This is the perfect book to download on your phone. And have and read it. The chapters are three to four minutes long each. I don't know how many pages that is. Um, and it's just questions. It's questions like, can I have a Viking funeral? Is that legal? Like, am I allowed to take my grandmother's skull when she dies? Um, will my cat eat my eyeballs? That's a question she answers. What happens to a body in space? Because they're questions from kids, right? Oh, you're right. It says 35 th- distinctive questions posed by our youngest fans. I'm reading that just now. I didn't realize that. But it feels... Like questions adults would ask also. Because it's stuff like, what <laughs> Nobody knows about, about death, so it's it's a good question to ask. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, and I think we all talk about, will your cat eat your eyeballs? What's going to happen? And I hope they do. It is it is answered. It is definitely answered. They won't at first. My they greatest won't. hope is that if I die, I die in a way that my cats can easily access my body and eat it so they can live for as long as possible. Oh, uh, that's nice. That's That's nice. Or... Someone is watching them and they can feed them and they'll be okay. Sometimes that way. my roommate's gone for a while. Oh, Although right, I like to true. think my boyfriend would come over and check on me. Somebody will come check on you. I'll come check on you. Thanks, I don't Bria. hear from you for a couple of days. If I don't get a flurry of emails from you around <laughs> seven in the morning every day, then I'm going to worry where the hell you are. <laughs> what is. are you reading, Mallory? <laughs> Accurate. Uh, so I was doing the same thing of like the race to read 2019 books. And then we were done. Today's the day we're reading this episode or recording this episode. So I was like, oh, the pressure's off. Yeah, nice. So now this is like that magical end of the year where I can just kind of read whatever I want and not worry about it. So same. I am doing my yeah. annual uh, historic materials, Philip Pullman reread. I oh, am, nice. This year I'm rereading The Subtle Knife. Uh, this is book two in the His Dark Materials trilogy. I love it so much. Get something new out of it every year. Oh, that's nice. Very happy to reread it. And it is it's very all cold in the book. So you get to, is yeah. that one cold? No, the first one's not cold. this one. The first one's cold. This one starts out in a, like a beach world. But oh, I don't like, at all. I don't like reading a cold book though. So okay. I'm happy about it. Okay. Uh, Sean, what are you reading? I'm reading uh, Styles of Radical Will by Susan Sontag. Ooh, fancy. uh, Very heavy for this time of year, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, what's it about? Well, it's a collection of essays. um, And uh, the one I'm reading about right now is about uh, art. And there's a, I don't know, there was just a really great bit I wrote, I read this morning on silence um, being the. Very on brand for Sean. Uh, Yeah. 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 And uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't know anything about that. Uh, so that I am reading uh, "The Subtle Knife" by Philip Pullman, and mine is uh, "Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs" by Caitlin Doty, and Sean is reading "Styles of Radical Will" by Susan Sontag. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. So it's the last episode of the year. Yeah. 
And we did something super fun. I think we should do this again next year. Yes, this is all you, Bria. Well, because I was like, we should see what everyone else's favorite books of the year were. And instead of doing it on social media, which is a pain in the butt. No, we did it. We set up a survey. You set up a little survey, set up monkey. A little survey. Yeah. And we were like, oh, it limits you to like 100 until you have to pay. But I was like, we probably won't get 100. And we got 100 in like 20 um, minutes. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> like everyone wants to talk about their favorite books. So everyone sent us their top three favorite books. Yeah. So I rounded up all of the books that were nominated the most. And so the first one was, uh, I'm not surprised, Magic for Liars. Yeah, that one that I like. By the way, these people's... Um, Book choices are definitely influenced by this show, which I appreciate. Yes, it's very exciting. Uh, also, This Is How You Lose the Time War, which I know you loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, City of Girls, which I still really want to read. I haven't read yet. It's I'm so wa- good. I'm waiting for it from the library, so I'll get it in like oh, three years. It's Yeah, it's going to take forever. I, I got to skip the line, I think. That's how I re- was able to read oh, it. Oh, one of those things where mm-hmm. you get it for a, a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the Dream House. Mm-hmm. Which just came out, so that's impressive. Yes. Uh, Lady from the Black Lagoon. Oh, which was sweet readers. Yes. Also... Quickly, I just want to point out, somebody tweeted at us recently about how they were reading Lady from the Black Lagoon and somehow didn't realize that it was me. <laughs> they were also a big Reading Glasses fan. And he was like, I had no idea that Mallory wrote a book. It's one of those weird things where you feel like you're promoting oh, yourself so much. Yeah. And then a bunch of people were like, what? You did this thing? So I, I wrote a book called The Lady from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. <laughs> and people really like it. So thank you, Reading Glasses listeners. That made me really happy. Uh, Getting in the Ninth, which yeah. does not surprise me. No, it was a bunch, bunch of people's. Uh, Priory of the Orange Tree. A lot of people. This is on a lot of lists this year. Yes. I've seen it. I didn't read it, but a lot. I didn't read it either. uh, It's on like a lot of top lists this year. Uh, And also The Starless Sea. Yeah. Which makes sense. Also not surprising. And the honorable mentions go to The 10,000 Doors of January, Mm -hmm. uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. You know, this came for me from the library and I chose some other books instead of it to read before the end of the year and I still haven't read it. In another parallel dimension, that Bri- uh, there's a Bria who there's read Bria that book that read and her Daisy life Jones is very says, different. It was one of my favorite, one of my friend's favorite books of the year and I asked her and so I feel like I should have read it but maybe next year. This, yeah, I think there, this, I've, uh, our friend Jill over at Professional Book Nerd, she read it and loved it. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I should really read that. And I just forgot to put it on my library holds list and it mm-hmm. just never came through next yeah. year. Um, Red, White, and Royal Blue, which is another big one. I know. For I sure. saw someone talking to you about that one on Twitter. They were because pe- I guess there's a Texas connection and people are, someone was telling me. That. I love that people think that Texas is in your wheelhouse. <laughs> it's not in my wheelhouse, but I am interested in it because I am from there. And, and people then, from Texas love Texas. Well, fair enough. I mean, um, people, I, I think, I think any, that happens for almost anybody. Uh, I'm from New England and I'm like disproportionately interested in New England books for sure. If you tell me anything is set in New England, especially a horror book, I will, uh, I will want to check it out. Uh, and then this is, I feel like there's always one every year that we are this totally out of left field. And I think this is the one is Winter of the Witch. No, because it's a, it's a sequel to a book I read last year. Oh, see, I it's never heard of it. It's a sequel to Bear and the Nightingale. I was wondering because I had never heard of it, but I didn't read Bear and the Nightingale. Oh, I loved Bear and the Nightingale. It was great. You would really like it. It has like a, it has a bear. I know. I mean, that's fantasy. What, all you have to say is there was a bear and it's I will read it. So. Um, yeah. Winter of the Witch. And yeah. I wanted to read this one because I did really like Bear and the Nightingale and I just, I didn't get around to it. I, I will, I will check that. I love that we both have the same big buzzy book that we missed out on, which is Daisy Jones and the I Six. I know. How did we both miss that one? I don't know. Now, well, 2020. It's already going to be a movie too. They already, the rights oh. are snatched. And Holy shit. Someone big is attached to be the main girl. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, the all- Daisy Jones, maybe, <laughs> possibly. We haven't read the book, but maybe. Who's playing the six? <laughs> uh, and then uh, we finally came up with our reading glasses challenge for 2020. We're very excited about it. And the same, and we have chosen a winner for the 
Reading Glasses 2019 challenge. Uh, so first off, uh, our winner for the 2019 challenge is Hallie Sanchez. Woo! Thank you, Hallie. Uh, we, Hallie, if you are listening, hopefully you are, uh, please email readingglassespodcast at gmail.com and send us a good mailing address and we're going to send you a congratulatory box of books. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everyone who sent their uh, their challenges in. It was so fun re- reading people's reading challenges. It was, was complicated. Yes. Uh, it was really, really cool. It was fun to see what every, like what everyone did for all the books and for all the activities. That was really fun. Uh, and then me and Bria sat down and chose what we're going to do for 2020. We're going to, push ourselves a little harder this year. Uh, it was funny. It was one of the things where you were like, oh, I never do this. And then you're like, oh, that means we have to do it. Then. Yeah, it was. <laughs> there was a couple on, there was, because we came up with the ones that I was like, I never read books like this. This means that you, it's that like, yep. yeah, yeah, push yourself. All right. So the reading glasses challenge for 2020 and don't worry, we will be posting this. Big announcement. Big announcement. We're going to be posting this, but on the show. So the first, we're, it's going to be just like last year where there's, Books you have to read and then activities you have to do. Yeah, five uh, of each. Five. So and and that means you can combine them. Yes. You know, if you need to. But yeah. So the first one, um, first kind of books you have to read is a book set in another country. Great. Second is a romance novel. Mm-hmm. That's Thir- a put one's gonna push for both of us. It's yes. gonna be a push. Uh third is book written by a woman of color. Um, fourth is a novel with a non-human protagonist. Mm-hmm. And then the activities are one, stop reading a book you aren't enjoying. Yeah, which I think is important and it's going to be a good one. Yes. I mean, you know, we'll do episodes on all of these, which which we did last year. We yes. did episodes so people could sort of like, we could make suggestions and stuff. But I think this is a big one because it's something people don't do very often. And it yeah. would be nice to have people be feel like not only are, it's like, it will both fulfill this list, but also you can quit reading a book. So it'll, it'll like, whatever the people who are like achievers, you yes. know, you'll feel like you get to check something off a list. Yes. Second one is review a book either on Goodreads, Amazon, or on your library's website. Yeah. Which is awesome. Uh, third one is donate a book. So that means you can mail it to a prison library. You can put it in a little free library. You can bring it to a free book bin at your uh, local homeless shelter. You know, whatever it is. You can choose your own adventure here, but you have to donate a book in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, fourth is recommend a book on social media, which mm-hmm. we are we are both going to try to do more of next year. Yeah. Uh, and the fifth is annotate a book or write down or save or highlight quotes that you like from it. Just one book, mm-hmm. which I, th- I never do. And I'm very interested. I think it's going to be fun. I do it when I'm doing research. So okay. that'll be like, uh, but I can talk more about it next year. Yeah. Great. I think that'll be really fun. Uh, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, also, speaking of p- me writing a book and people liking it, I just want to, as we close out 2019, want, this has been my debut year. It's been wild and a big uh, part of the success of the book was because of the Reading Glasses listeners. I want to thank everyone for pre-ordering it, for uh, requesting it from their libraries, for reviewing it, for recommending it, for talking about it, for reading it. It has made it the most incredible year of my life. You all are the best listeners ever. We're very, very lucky. Thank you. So before we talk about our favorite books of the year, we're going to take a quick break. Dead Pilot Society brings you exclusive readings of comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Patton Oswalt. So the vampire from the future sleeps in the dude's studio during the day, and they hunt monsters at night. It's Blade meets the odd couple. Adam Scott and Jane Levy. Come on, Corey. She's too serious, too businessy. She doesn't know the hokey pokey. Well, she'll learn what it's all about. <laughs> Busy Phillips and Dave Keckner. Baby, this is family. 
My Uncle Tell, who showed his wiener to Cinderella at Disneyland, is family. Do you want him staying with us? He did stay with us for three months. And he was a delight. <laughs> a new pilot every month, only on Dead Pilot Society for maximum fun. This week, 2019, is nearly over. Happy holidays, everyone. Uh, So, as we do every year, we rounded up all of our favorite 2019 releases to share with you all. Bria, how was this year in reading for you? Um, pretty good. I feel like I read a lot of Bria books this year. Like, I, I, like... Uh, 2018, I did a reading challenge and I felt like I was really focused on that and I was always worried that I wasn't going to be able to finish the reading yeah. challenge. So I was like really... You were reading really outside of your wheelhouse I a lot. I was and then I was always worried about reading up, finding something. So like I think this year was much more like books that I would just have read regardless. Yeah. Uh, a lot of comfort reading because I had a lot going on this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of books that I was like not necessarily looking for a challenge, more looking for something that I wanted to read that yeah. would be safe you know like books which is like the sci-fi end of the world destruction books but for me but um it was sort of like what I needed because I was doing so much work and so much work that was not normal for me so much work out of my um comfort zone um but yeah I I feel like it was good how was your year in reading it was a weird year uh I panicked initially when we were prepping for this episode because I thought I hadn't read enough 2009 releases last year but I always read a lot more than I think yeah way more uh I've been working hard on making my reading less goal-oriented, mm-hmm. and this year kind of forced me to do that. Because you and, got off Goodreads. Well, that, and I was on book tour for 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I normally shoot for reading 200 books a year, and I barely made it to, I think I'm going to barely make it to 125. Mm. Um, it just traveling so much you know like it just really hamstrung my year um I'm sort of glad about it though because it kind of forced me to I'm normally like so like oh I gotta read as much as I can and I don't think that's always good um no yeah because at some point it stops being enjoyable (laughs) exactly I'm so goal-oriented so it really it forced me to focus on the books that I really wanted to read and get better at putting books down that I wasn't just wasn't feeling which I'm not normally good at normally I'll just plow through Mm -hmm. and there was a bunch of books this year that I was like uh, you know what helps with that too is getting books from the library. There was a couple of books that I got from the library and I read like a few chapters and I was like, you know what? I'm really just not feeling this. And I was like, you know what? Somebody else who could like this is waiting for it. Yeah. And I, there's more books that I could be getting. So that, that really That's helped. how I feel too and from the library because you get the books exactly. Like you can, you're like, well, I know I have two more books I could actually just read. Yeah, not these books. Yeah. Yes. So it was, uh, it was a very interesting year in reading, but I did, there's a lot of books that I really liked. Uh, and so first off, feel like we should do this every year uh let's just give the special reading glasses yearly award to paul tremblay's growing things because <laughs> i feel like every time paul tremblay puts way, out I a say, mallory did this without me but i was like that's a pretty good choice like you didn't ask me what it would go to <laughs> and i was like oh yeah that would have been on my list but so it's because the same thing happened last year with cabin at the end of the world yeah we, well, both, we both wanted it on our list yeah. i feel like every time paul tremblay puts a book out we both want to put it on our yearly list so we just like every year we just say good job paul tremblay good job did it the growing things was amazing it's my favorite short story collection of the year um, so Bria, start us off with your favorite books. Uh, well, I had trouble with this as I always do, as everyone does. Uh, I went through my journal, looked to see what I gave the highest scores, um, and then went back to call the list to see, basically I went through and I was like, what stuck with me most? Like that was what I looked at. So if you released your book in the second half of the year as a person with a bad memory, you're going to be more likely to be on this list. That's funny. <laughs> it's kind of unfortunate. So like, cause I was like, 
oh, well, there's all these books that, like, I did like it, but I remember this one that I read two weeks ago way better. So I don't know. Yeah, there was um, one book I read way back in the spring, and I had like completely forgotten about yeah. it. And I was like, I had the same oh thing. My God, where I, looked I loved back. that book. I know there were several like that, but I was like, but I don't. I haven't talked about them much, so I couldn't have loved it that much. I don't mm. know. Um, well, the first one I'll say, which obviously is going to be on my list, is Lady from Black Lagoon. I didn't read that many fiction, I nonfiction books this year. I, well, I, that's but it was my favorite nonfiction. Book that is fine. <laughs> I saw this. I saw this last night. And I, I was at Jeremy's, and I was like, "Burrito like Lady from the Black Lagoon." <laughs> I feel like it's on a lot of books lists this year. People are like, "I made it, it on the Book Riot best of list." It's, I was, I cried in a no, Rite Aid parking lot over no. it. I was really like, "Oh my god!" Um, but yeah, that I mean, if people haven't checked it out, this is this is the time of year. Buy that, buy that gift. That book is a gift. Yeah. For yourself. Paperback is out in March if you want to pre-order it now. Yeah. Okay. What was your first one? Uh, my first favorite novel was Mostly Dead Things by Kristen you're Arnett. you novels and then nonfiction. Yeah. I'm doing all no- all fiction. Well, I like, actually, I really like what you had was like a, break, a category for each one. I should right. have done that. Um, yeah. So Mostly Dead Things. Uh, it was one big, big buzzy book of the year. It's about a woman who um, is in Florida. So it's already a Mallory book. Oh, I forgot when we were talking about Wheelhouse stuff. Florida books. Florida books is one that you like. I love. I should have put that in there. Um, It's a woman in Florida and her family, her father has just died in a way that I won't spoil, but it's pretty horrific. And her family is very fractured and dysfunctional and she is taking over his taxidermy business. So it's just about this like fractured family who and a bunch of dead stuff and Florida. It was like a very Mallory book and it's very funny and wonderful and heartfelt and I loved it. Um, What's your next book for you? My next category is magic school books, which I read a lot of. So like this is, you may think there's not many books in this category. No, Disagree. A, yeah, there were many this year, many yeah. magic school books, but I'm going to agree with our listeners and go Magic for Liars by Sarah Gailey. That's the only reason, only reason I didn't put it on my list is because I knew either you or someone was going to choose this one. Yeah. It's compelling characters, interesting take on magic that I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. So it is a magic school book. But the main character is not magic. And so that is really interesting to me is have this real normie go in and have to like deal with a crime. Oh, it's so So good. it also is a crime. And it's very dark in a way that some of these mm-hmm. books, I feel like now we're getting away from like the Harry Potters of all of the magic world. Like, yeah. Things are getting darker, but I just really like the darkness of the book. Um, so that yeah, Sarah Gailey's book was definitely on my top of the year. What about you? What's your uh, second one? My next one was one, was that book that I read at the beginning of the year that I almost forgot about. It was Dig by A.S. King. This book. Uh, it was yeah, it was a while ago. It is a YA novel, but it's by it's A.S. King always writes these books that are super surreal and weird. And this is her latest, and I think it's her best. It's about just this group of teenagers, and they're all in this small town, and they all have these weird nicknames for themselves. Um, uh. Like the the girl who works at the drive through is calls herself. Can I help you? Oh, that's right. I do remember this. And there's one kid who calls himself the shoveler, and like so, it's very surreal. And you're finding out they're like all of these teenagers, and they're all going through some really hard things. And you see their lives start to connect in ways that you would never expect, and how they're dealing with all of this stuff. And it's just it's the most brilliant examination I've ever read of. that this weird moment in your teenage life when you realize that you are maybe smarter than your parents Mm -hmm. on certain things. (laughs) Um, This is all familiar to me because I at one point looked up the cover of this book and the cover is really cool. The cover is really cool. I just looked it up again and now I, You should really read this one. It was just so like, you know that weird moment when you're a kid and you realize your parents don't know everything and they're not perfect and they actually are really fucked up people? 
this book captures that feeling perfectly. Yeah. Because they're all in really dysfunctional families and they're all coming to terms with that like world-shaking, destabilizing fact that maybe they actually might know better than their parents. And it's just fucking brilliant. I loved it so much. Uh, what's your next book? Uh, my next is going to be my most recommended book. My most recommended sci-fi book. Book. No, this won the Goodreads Choice this Award. Is, it is a very good book. I mean, I look, y'all. I'm. I am. I may be basic. I may like what everyone else likes, but that is what I like. Basic. Um, which is Recursion by Blake Crouch. Um, I have recommended this book to so many people because I have so many friends who are like, "What's the sci-fi I should read?" And I'm like, "This is the sci-fi. This is the sci-fi you mm-hmm. should read." Um, it is. It follows a man who's investigating this thing called false memory syndrome, which mm-hmm. is when. You live your life, and or you're, you're living your life, and all of a sudden you have all these memories where you're like, I used to be married to that guy, and it kind of drives you crazy. It drives mm-hmm. you to, like, uh, to in the case of the opening of the book, to suicide. Um, and it also follows a scientist who's trying to pervert, preserve memories. She has a mother who has Alzheimer's. And um, what happens is it ends up being time travel. They end up discovering time travel. Wow. Um, and, and so, I mean, that's a little bit of a spoiler, but not really. It's great. Um Blake Crouch wrote this book called Dark Matter a few years ago. Which I, yeah, we both read it. I think it's really good. And people don't talk about it that much. And it has yeah. like some really interesting um, science fiction aspects to it. But I loved this book. Uh, I think it's already been optioned to be a movie and TV series. Oh. Um, it's what I read. Both. Wow. Yeah. Um, it is really – and I, I like I said, this is my like I can recommend to anyone book, uh, which I had one last year and I'm probably going to have one every year. This is definitely one of those. What's your next one? Uh, I knew this was going to make my, as soon as I, I pre-ordered it, I knew this was going to be a book that I love because I love the author so much. It's The Reckless Oath We Made by Bryn Greenwood. Ugh, it is like my, f- this and um, uh, Mostly Dead Things are just my favorite literary fictions of the year. It's about this girl and the, uh, she or this woman, she lives in Kansas and she's just like, her life is fucked up. She's in physical therapy because of the, she got in this car accident. She's really broke. Her she's a drug dealer. Her sister is like got gets into this like really bad situation, so she's trying to take care of her nephew, uh, whose father isn't around. Her mother is a hoarder, and she's trying to take care of her. Her life is just in shambles. And at physical therapy, she ends up meeting this guy who's on the autism spectrum. And initially, she starts. She's like, oh, you know, he's because he's weird, and uh, I feel bad for him because he's autistic. But because he is this thing where he only speaks in Middle English, and he thinks he's a knight. But his life is so much more together than hers and he's so much more functional and he is just like convinced that he's her knight and must take care of her. And they end up getting involved in this crazy situation together and it's a really great examination of how we stigmatize people who are on the autism spectrum because the whole time she's just like, wow, how is he the one saving me? Yeah. It's just, and it's like, and they start falling in love with each other, not a spoiler. Um, And it's just this brilliant examination of like fucked up, people in fucked up situations and lives and mental health and people on the autism spectrum oh, and really oh it's just it's so good it is so so good uh what's your next one well now it's getting hard because we only have a few more um we only did 10 um but uh the next one is going to be my favorite historical literary fiction which there actually were a few in this category oh yeah um, but i'm going with the nickel boys by colson whitehead oh, i know you loved this uh, book this book really was a game changer for books for me. Like when I read it, it was also one where I read where I was like, cool, no one of my favorite books of the year. Um, it, it, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it because it had like a big, it was pretty buzzy, but I'll, to be yeah, brief. I still haven't read this one. You got to read, it's very short. You could read oh. it in like a day. 
Oh. It's short. Maybe two days. But yeah, you could read it really fast. Um, it takes place in the Jim Crow South in the 1960s, and it's told from the point of view of a teenager who's sent to a reformatory school. But at the school, the headmasters and the people in charge, like, beat the teenagers, and um, some of them end up dying. You know that from the beginning, because it's kind of told through flashbacks, and um, this guy's present. Um, it is a tough book, but it is really great. It's really brilliant. It's totally worth reading. You could read it before the end of the year. Like, you could read it tomorrow. Oh, maybe um, I'll go get it. Yeah. I, they, I got it from the library, but um, I'm, I I'll see what the wait is. The wait may be it. long, because I think it's a big one. But yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Okay, what is your um, last one before we take a break? My last fiction book, uh, everyone's always asking me, like, what's your favorite horror novel of the year? Uh, what's your favorite spooky book? So um, I have to say that my favorite scary book of the year was Salvager by uh, my by Madeline Rue. I'm really bummed because I haven't got to read this yet and it hasn't come from the library yet. You can either. borrow my, I, have the, I got the paperback. Oh. I pre-ordered it um, and it is so good. It's such a Bria book. It is just like, I know. It it's, sounds like a Bria is, book. It is your wheelhouse. Yeah. It is about this woman and you know that she is fleeing from something. You don't know what it is. And she is comes from a very important job, but you don't know what it is. And she's basically taking a job as like a space janitor. Yeah. For cleaning up, you know, old cleaning up ship like big, big ships in space. And um she gets sent on this mission to go clean up this uh, abandoned ship or the ship that's like they they don't really know what's going on. She knows like there's something weird happening. Why the ship has been abandoned, uh, but she gets there and she finds that it's not been abandoned. The, yeah. the crew is still alive, uh, but they've been overtaken by this fungus. Yeah, and she did a lot of fungi fungi research for yes. it because she was on the show, which I thought was really interesting. And it is it's just like the perfect. It is like genuinely scary. Oh, wow. There's like mo- there literally are moments when you're like. It feels like you're watching a movie because it's like you can almost feel the no, like the music swelling when she's like going around a corner and she doesn't know what's going to be on the end. You're like, oh, holy shit. But it also has like this romance storyline that's really good. And she is a great character because you like the whole time you're like, what happened to her? Like mm-hmm. you want to it's Madeline does this great job of like making a fast paced thriller. But at the same time, you're like, well, why is she here? What happened to her? Like what's good? It's like the whole thing is just oh, really, like really well balanced and it is genuinely scary. So it's definitely my top pick of scary novel of the year. Um, uh, so let's take a quick break and then we can talk about the rest of our favorite books. Hey, if you like your podcast to be focused and well-researched and your podcast host to be uncharismatic, unhorny strangers who have no interest in horses, then this is not the podcast for you. Yeah, and what's your deal? <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Our show is called Baby Geniuses. And its hosts are horny adult idiots. We discover weird Wikipedia pages every episode. We discuss institutional misogyny. We ask each other the dumbest questions and our listeners won't stop sending us pictures of their butts. We haven't asked them to stop, but they also aren't stopping. Join us on Baby Geniuses every other week on MaximumFun.org. Okay, so we're back with more of our favorite 2019 reads. Bria, what was your next pick? My next pick is my favorite translated. This was tough. Um, because I had several translated books on my list that I really liked. I know you had a few. I had a few, but this one is such such a me book in a way that I can't explain it. Um, and it was the Memory Police by Yoko Agawa, translated by Stephen Snyder, which I just read. This is one of those ones that I knew I had to get in by the end of the year because yeah. I was like, I feel like this is going to be one of the ones. Um, I talked about it on the show really recently too, so I, I'm I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it's basically. 
small island, people uh, forget, start to forget things. They wake up one day and they're like, oh, clocks aren't a thing anymore. And then they all have to go burn their clocks. And the memory police will come for you if you don't burn your clock or if you keep remembering the clock because some people don't forget. And gradually they start to forget like more important things. Um, And uh, it basically follows the story of a woman who she does forget, but she is uh, friends with a person who doesn't forget things and she has to like help that person go into hiding and stuff. Um, It's a great book. I've got it. I've got it on hold right now. Yeah, it's a really like... it's a really stark book. It's set in the cold and it's written very starkly. Like the translation is very like the language is very like um, succinct. And mm-hmm. I just really liked it. It was just had like a whole feeling about it that I really enjoyed. Oh, I can't wait to read this one. There's another book you and I both read a couple years ago that also had a really succinct language to it. It's like feels kind of communist and they have to wear certain uniforms. Oh, Amaka. Yeah. Yes, Karen, right. by Ka- wow, that was good. I just Karen said you have to wear, the- they go to a place. <laughs> And they have to wear uniforms. How did you get it? Because the scene where they have to wear their uniforms, it's like very. Yeah. And they're like uncomfortable. And they're gray. Everything's like really. And they only get like one. They get like a like a bar of soap and it has to last forever. Yes. By Karen Tidbeck. And it gets really, really weird at the end. I loved that. I loved that book. I know. It's a really good book. I think about that book a lot. Uh, And this was not the same, but it had the same kind of language. I I love that. I I do love a sparsely written book. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, What's your next one? Uh, so yeah, so this is the nonfiction half of my list. It has to be in the Dream House by Carmen Maria Machado. Yes, you haven't read it yet. Oh, you can borrow my copy. It is truly, truly brilliant. It is just I, I this book is like the best way I can say it is just staggering. Like it is so it almost feels like House of Leaves, but written as a memoir. Because it's just like each chapter is really short and she looks at this history of her abusive relationship by like every literary trope you can think of. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And it is so compelling. It is so the writing is so wonderful. She just does such a great job. And it is it's just a stunning book. I loved it so much. What's your next pick? My next is my favorite horror. Did I already do horror? No, No, I didn't. horror. You did horror. Yeah. Um, And I'm doing Bunny by Mona Mona Awad. So I thought about, I got this book from the library and I started reading it and it gave me such a bad anxiety attack that I had to stop. I could see that. Because it's like, it it is truly every combination of things that set me off in a book. It is anxiety inducing. But it is so good. (laughs) Um, What's weird is that I got really into it, reading it, and then I was trying to like take down these shelves they were taking me a really long time. So I went and got it on audiobook and listened to it on audiobook. But Too honestly, stressful. the audio reader was reading in this really monotone voice. And I was like, this is even more stressful. Too like, stressful. It is, yeah. Um, it takes place at a prestigious university. And it's from the point of view of this woman who's an outsider. And she's part of this MFA program, which isn't that relatable for most people, but is to me. Um, <laughs> well, it was also weird because I read this right before I left to go teach it at MFA Yeah, program. there you go. And, and I so was like, you know how, like, how like, yeah, a grad student scare me. Um, and uh, it's basically, she doesn't belong. And there's all these other MFA students. Uh, they're all women and they all call each other bunny. And they're like, bunny, don't you, don't you think? And they all, for some reason, they're, they're different bunnies and they call each other bunny. And they all touch each other a lot. And they yes. hug. They hug. Ugh. They love each other a lot, but in this like really weird, gross way. And she hates it. But then there's this magical realism element, or I mean, maybe it's just magic element that comes in where she goes to one of their parties, which they call like a salon, of course. And uh, she goes to one of their parties and there's a magic element that actually involves real bunnies. And it's uh, so creepy and, and so, so cool. Hor- yeah, it's horrifying. Oh, I want. I wish I could have read this it's book. Sup- it's super scary. I yeah. I can't tell you it gets better. It actually gets scarier. So it and like as she like you know starts to know them better and mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's it's a horrifying book. It, it it's not a book I think people 
would necessarily classify as horror. That's I, what's so interesting about it. I totally would, though, especially the way it's written. Like, it just feels scary. I think I've seen it on some horror okay, lists. Okay, it is. It is. It's fiction, horror, contemporary, adult. That's the top shelves it's on in um, on Goodreads. I I feel like also it could be sort of like literary fiction. So there's that too. But. Yeah, it's one of those like literary horror books for yeah, sure. For sure. Um, what's your next one? So my next pick is a book that I just love so much that I wish I could open my chest up and put it inside. It's Lindy West's new book, The Witches Are Coming. I pre-ordered this and I, I cannot overstate how much I love this book. It is this collection of like, of essays about the way of the face of feminism in America right now and like the state of masculinity and uh just you know trying to not want to dive off a cliff while all the like while everything is going on with climate change but at the same time it is so fucking funny it is she is very funny it's the funniest book i read all year it is hysterical like she has this whole really brilliant essay about whether or not adam sandler is actually funny (laughs) like she's like to research it she like goes back and rewatches all of these adam sandler movies and she's like this is what's wrong with America. Every Adam Sandler movie has one thing in common. It stars Adam Sandler and he's very, very angry. Yeah. He is some an adult, a, adult man, a child man. Yes. Man child. Yes. Child and, he, man. and he's uh, in some lowly position, but he's actually secretly the best at whatever thing is happening. <laughs> She's right. That is the plot of he everything. He's in public on something. Always. Uh, some incredibly attractive woman is inexplicably attracted to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's childish because he's child and it was like this whole list and you're just like oh my god and she's like is this why men my age don't know how to fold laundry like i was cracking up it is just it's so funny and it is but it's so brilliant and makes you really look at so many so, so many things like there's this great essay about how uh in her husband's music equipment exchange thing exchange there's a facebook group where people exchange uh music equipment yeah. and people were giving discounts to uh, people of color and like, you know, students that students of color because they just traditionally haven't had, don't have access to stuff like this. And so many people got mad about it. And the, that the, the, um, the moderators, moderators of the group banned those, like just kicked those people out. Hmm. And it was like a great, it was a great essay about how, and it it totally worked. And those people ended up making their own group that doesn't work. And there's like five people in it. And then the new, the new group without those shitty people in it just has, completely thrived and everything's doing great and she's like this is why it's like an examination of how twitter is always like well we can't ban the nazis because things won't work out just ban the nazis yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) but at the same time it is so funny she calls uh, a trumpet and a loud pretzel and (laughs) (laughs) it's just like i i couldn't i i can't love this book enough i she please everyone read this and buy it it's amazing um what's your next pick um my next category is um the book that i don't think people are talking enough about because this i love my, i love this category i because this is something um that i feel like there's certain books that i'm like wow this is gonna be a book everyone's gonna be talking about it and then no one talks about it and i'm like this should be on every list um uh i did love some big genre books this year but this was one that i just felt like didn't get enough attention it's the dreamers by karen thompson walker um my mother, also one of her favorite books of the year. I recommended it to her. Oh. She went back and read other Karen Thompson Walker books. Wow. Um, um, it is great. It's about a town. 
I love a town. I love an isolated town uh, where the citizens start to fall asleep. They get this disease where they fall asleep. I read it towards the beginning of the year. I mean, they don't wake up. And it's sort of a plague book mm-hmm. um, told from multiple perspectives, you which like I really plague, love. Yeah, you like a plague book. Um, and, and it's basically all isolated to this one town. And they're like, we don't know why this is happening. And all these like kids get left alone or like you'll be the last person in your family. For some reason, you didn't fall asleep. Um, and it's just like about like the things where this town has to do to cope. And they put them mm-hmm. all in like this one gymnasium like to see if they like uh can stay alive and like they have to try to keep them alive and it's just this like you know like the town no one's going to the town because it's uh, obviously a disease of some sort but they can't figure out what's causing it it's set in modern times it's it's so good it's a really great like sci-fi horror-esque book that i is not on a ton of lists and it should be and i I haven't heard really anything about it i don't think people read it i it just didn't get as much buzz and it's so great and um yeah i loved this book if y'all Take away one thing from this list. Go read this book. I think this is one of the very best books of the year. Um, what is your second to last one? Oh, and this was, uh, honestly, I had a, this year was rough. There was a a, a couple other, there was one other um, novel I wanted to put on here. And there was a couple other nonfiction books I had, I wanted to put on here. And it was just like, you know, when you're, I was sitting at my desk, just like looking at a list going, oh, like, I know, yeah. Finally decided on uh, Long Live the Tribe of Fatherless Girls by T. Kira Madden, just a memoir. Um, and it's just a fascinating, it, this woman growing up in Florida, which is why it came, <laughs> came, came up on my list, but it's a fascinating examination of class, of the privileges of like class, but also culture and um, ethnicity. Like the um, author is a woman of color, but she grew up in like massive amounts of privilege because her family is Madden the Shoe Company. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh-huh. So she had like a a pony, an actual pony growing right, up. Like, right, right, she right. was like very, uh, very wealthy. Um, but her parents were also like her dad was not a great dad and he wasn't even her biological father. And just like the weird ways that they grew up um, and how and her story of like realizing that she was queer. And so like just like a, a really inter- interesting examination of the intersection of a, of a bunch of different facets of privilege. And it's very compelling and very, very well written. I think it's her debut novel, and it's just fantastic. I loved it so much. Uh, what is your second to last? Oh, is this your? This is my last one. Oh, is your last? Oh, yeah, because you started. Uh, All right. What is your last one? My last one. It's very sad. Um, my last one. My last category is a big book that's worth your time. I know. I I've got it on my. I'm. It's gonna take big me forever book, to get it. Gonna take you a while to read it. It's not that big. It's not. It's not the stand. <laughs> uh, but uh, it is uh, Middle Game by Shannon McGuire. First of all, why is Sean McGuire not been on our show? I don't know. Oh yeah, I forgot. We get, I got an arc for this like way early. This came out, didn't it? Come I out, think like, I really got an arc for it too. And I, or I don't know if I took your arc, but I read the arc. Yeah, yeah. I it read came it out in like January or something. Yeah, right? I read it a long time ago, and I read it not on my Kindle. Um, it is. First of all, Sean McGuire needs to come on our show. Request made because <laughs> uh, I like sent all Sean McGuire's books. Sent off into the universe. Um, but I loved this book. It's been on a. It's been on a few lists, but it's about yeah. these twins. Um, one is really great with words. The other is great with numbers. Um, and they could possibly ascend to be gods if this person, if it goes according to the plan of the person who made them, who's going to have them ascend to be gods and then essentially try to like take their powers away. Um, they don't know it though. And they can communicate telepathically. So they do all these different ways of setting them up, of trying to like make them ascend to gods, but then they have to like reset their lives a bunch. But, um, it's great. It's really well-written 
Um, Sean McGuire has one of the most like creative minds out there right now for me because mm-hmm. you love um, yeah, every book that she writes. You I know, love. I know. And she's combining, um, uh, you know, sci- like sort of sci-fi and magic, which I really love. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just like a really fun, uh, fun read. You'll read it fast, even though it's very long, but you'll, you'll definitely read it fast and get through it. Um, great. Definitely worth your time. What's your last one? Oh, th- again, there was this so it, hard. It was so hard. I but actually, Valerie, I'm really. Can I just say I'm really proud of you? You didn't throw five more books no, down here. I and before I sent you the outline, I made my choices, so they were set <laughs> in stone. So I could not add to them. Although I was laughing on the uh, reading classes Facebook group, people have been making fun of me. They're like, "Can't we just pick?" When we post posted the survey, they're like, "Can't we just play, pick a mal- play a, or can't we just uh, pull a Mallory and pick twelve instead of three? I was like, "Well, I deserve that." Uh, so there was one other book that I that almost made this. Uh, but the one I chose is Dead Blondes and Bad Mothers by Sadie Doyle. Oh, which yeah. Uh-huh. You should read or listen to the audiobook of it. Yeah, is I do want to read it. So good. It is an examination of society and men's fear of female power, but through the lens of horror and not just horror movies, but like horror, um, like mythology and horror folklore and just like all these different tropes and uh, and legends and stuff and what they say about how we are all terrified of women. Mm-hmm. And she breaks it down into like, what, there's one chapter that's like possession stories and one chapter that's like mm, stories yeah. about witches. I do need to read this. Yeah, it's, and it's quick. It's not super long, but it's really brilliant. Um, even if you're not a horror fan, I recommend it, but it's definitely like, if you are a female horror fan, you should be reading this book. Yeah. I actually reached out to Sadie because my book is this, is very similar for, like for female horror fans I was like can we do an event together please oh yeah and so we're gonna try to do that oh good really fun um so okay you added some really fun categories I added some more categories because I knew there were other things we wanted to talk about yes oh also Um, before we 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 move on to that before Sean left Sean who is our audio engineer who is had to leave early today I wanted everyone to know that his favorite book of 2019 was Normal People by Sally Rooney that's on a lot of lists I mean he read a real buzzy book that you and I didn't read I know big Sean pick I didn't read it. Yeah, no, me neither. Sean Pick of 2019. Who knew? Sean was ahead of the curve. Um, all right. So category I came up with. So I came up with two more categories, which was the best book you read in 2019, not from 2019. Yes. And I thought you read this book the year it came out, but I guess, mm-hmm. no, you read it this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it was on, I looked through my journal. Oh, yeah. So mine was The Blinds. So good. Which is such an amazing book. Um, Mal and I both read it. I, I had some other, this. it's interesting. I had, I was looking at my journal. I actually had a lot of nonfiction I read this year that didn't come out this year. Probably should have used one of those. Like there's that book. Well, you did so much research this year. Yeah, I did a lot of research. And so looking back, I was like, oh, there's all these research books about like medical stuff that I really enjoyed. Um, but fiction wise, The Blinds was my favorite. I, I think of like books that came out, didn't come out this year. There's a few up there that got like a plus in my journal, but we're not from this year. Yeah. But the blinds, you and I both read it. It's this weird thing where it's it's like a witness protection program kind yes. of things, but your memory is wiped and yes. you go to live in this town, but you don't know if you have committed the crime or you are a victim of the crime. Right. Because they do that to make sure that everyone, because if everyone knew if they were a bad, like if it would really fuck with you if you knew that you did a bad thing, but you didn't, couldn't remember it. Right. And, and they don't want anyone who is a villain to be ostracized. Right. Um, and there's no guns or anything allowed there. It's just this like weird town that's like a witness protection program, but it opens up with a suicide. Yeah. It's like first page. A suicide. Possibly suicide, possibly homicide. We don't know. But they don't know what happened because yeah. it was done by a gun. Yeah. And there's no guns in the place. So yes. yeah, I thought it was really well written. I loved it. 
I immediately went and looked it up to see if the rights had been taken. They have. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what was your favorite? Uh, was that scary middle grade book that I was obsessed with, that I read on my birthday, The Nest by Kenneth Oppel. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I am still obsessed with it. It's funny. Me and Jeremy have been telling everybody to read it. And people keep texting us going, oh, my God, The Nest. <laughs> it is just, it, you have to read this book. It is so fucking good. The Nest is a real scary name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is just, it's about a little boy and his parents have just had a baby uh, and you know something's wrong with the baby, but uh, they won't tell him because it's really from the point of view of this like 10 year old little boy. So he doesn't really know what's going on. He knows something medically is wrong with this little with his little brother. Uh, and he starts having these nightmares about a wasp nest being built outside. Ugh. And in the dream, the queen wasp comes to him and goes, don't worry about your little brother. We'll, we're building you a new one. Ugh, and it's so just scary. like. It is the it is truly the greatest, most brilliant examination of childhood anxiety I have ever read. Wow. It is terrifying. Uh, and the next category you came up with, which I also love, is a buzzy 2019 book you think will be made into a movie in the next two years. Yeah. What, uh, what do you think? I went with City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert, which was on one book I had I wanted to put on my list, but I just didn't have enough room. Yeah. But um, I it lends itself to. It was, it's really buzzy. It's Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, it really lends itself to um, uh, movies because the way it's written. Yeah. So it takes place in the 1940s in New York in the theater world. And it's it's great. It's told from the point of view of um, this woman who's young and she's like going to be part of this theater scene. And it's very lively. And people who I know who are not into like theater or anything like that uh, read it and really liked it. So I think it's a really like universal book about like female friendships and sexuality and um and in the theater world and like a historical historical fiction yeah it's it's really it's a really well-written book would make a great movie uh what about you what do you think what book do you think will be made into a movie in the next two years i think it's gonna be the ninth house by lee bardugo i saw you put this that's a complicated one to make yes but it's so or i wonder if maybe not a movie but like a series a series yeah i think it lends itself to a series because it is really complicated and very yeah. genre-y it is but it also but it like it's like here's this house's thing and here's this house's yeah. thing which i think lends itself to a series because you could do like nine episodes yeah take this pitch netflix you can have it yes nine episodes <laughs> the ninth house <laughs> oh i didn't even i didn't even put that together it's almost like you're a director Bria. it's you almost know. like i've done this before um, <laughs> no i agree and that was a great book i really liked that book uh, so listeners can send their thoughts on their favorite books of the year to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com. So as always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy who are in our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, if you want to support us and uh, wish us a happy holidays so we can feed our cats and Bria's dog, you can buy reading glasses, tote bags and shirts and bookmarks and stickers in the Maximum Fun store. There's a link in the show notes. And if you like the show and want to get us a Christmas present for free, you can rate us, rate and review us on iTunes. Free. We're over 800 now. It's really exciting. We want to get, we want to hit a thousand. We're going to do something exciting when we hit a thousand. So uh, if you have been listening to the show all year and you loved it and it, uh, reading glasses contributed positively to your life and you want to show your appreciation or get us some kind of holiday gift that's completely free and will take you less than a minute to do, <laughs> you can give us a five-star review on iTunes and write a review or you can just rate it. You don't even have to write the review. That'll take even less time. It means a lot to us. It helps us reach more readers and it makes uh, the show look really nice and makes people want to advertise with us. Yeah. <laughs> so please... Uh, <laughs> Thank you for another amazing year of reading glasses. I can't believe another year is in the bag. 
Here we, we are. D- we did. <laughs> you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Reading G Podcast, on Instagram at Reading Glasses Podcast, and you can always follow along on our book- bookish adventures using the general hashtag Reading Glasses Podcast. Thanks for listening and thanks for reading. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.